Welcome to the Spectrum Lounge podcast, where we discuss creatives of color disrupting the game in TV, film, and pop culture. I'm your host, Rebecca Theodore Fashan, and on this episode, we speak with actress Mamiya Boafo from the critically acclaimed Hulu series, Rami. Welcome, Mamiya. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's like summer's coming, the mm-hmm. sun's out. Well, yeah. it's a little, it's a little overcast in New it's York. Over, yeah, I'm in New York too. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Out, yeah, it's gray skies today, but mm-hmm. you know, like things are, seem to be turning, you know, yes. in regards to the outside, what's happening. So I, today, mm-hmm. today's a good day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, well, you know, since you're in New York there, we have like this four step program to lift the quarantine. Yeah. So I think, I think we're at stage two, right? Stage we're between. Two, yeah, yeah. We're, we're at stage to, two. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're getting there, as you know, but I'm just glad that we're doing this, you know, slowly and steadily, making sure that we're following the whole, all the protocols. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> oh, that's great. So how have you like been taking, like, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself sane? And calm during, you know, this pandemic and all yeah. this, you know, political action that's been going on. Ooh, have you been yeah. taking care of yourself? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, I, earlier on, it was like, listen, if I can make my bed, that's process uh, or progress. If I can take my vitamins and make my bed, that's, you know, that's a plus. And then I You're was winning. Like, exactly. <laughs> then I moved it up to, you know, let me do maybe like five squats. Okay, done. But right. <laughs> But I've been um, I've been catching up on shows that I've had on my list to watch, and um, I I'm like, wow, the hype was real. The hype was real. You know, Game of Thrones, Homeland. Wow. Um, I'm currently watching Six Feet Under, um, and uh, I've been I've been starting to go outside now uh, with a mask, of course, but. I did not leave my apartment. Uh, the, the very first time I left my apartment was June 5th. And that was wow. at a doctor's appointment. And I was like, you know what? It's a nice day. I'm just going to walk through Central Park. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. But yes, uh, since March, four, between March 14th and June 5th, I was in. I would go up to, you know, um, the roof of my building for some fresh air. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm starting to, you know, um, step out a little walk around, you know, just for a little bit. Uh, Central Park is not too far from my house. It's about 20 blocks. So it's a nice, it's a nice walk. Um, uh, I'm, I'm in Harlem. So it's a nice walk to get over to oh. and then and yeah. roll and, you know, like keep a distance. But you know, it's, it's nice to see, at least from where I am, people are, are wearing their masks, you know, they're uh, trying to respect social distancing and all of that. So I feel like at least in my neck of the woods, there is solidarity in, in, in beating this thing. So, um, yeah, that's staying sane by, I mean, I was like, you know, let me watch something funny, you know, cause like <laughs> game of Thrones was not a happy ending. Homeland not you know, got me in my feelings. So I'm like, why am I drawn to this stuff when there was so much on TV to like, you know, but, um, yeah, and I've been reading and, uh, yeah, just taking it one step at a time. Um, I'm a pro at taking my vitamins now. I don't need to remind myself. So. Oh, you're better than me. It's like I try, like what I do is I try to put them like 
within eyesight, like in front of my television uh-huh. so that I have no excuse, but I still forget <laughs> anyway. But I try. I mean, I may miss a day, but I, I try to be as consistent as possible. <laughs> Listen, that, that's, that's all you have to do. That's all you can do. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, we, we need to talk about um, your role in, in Rami. It's a the critically uh, acclaimed series on Hulu, mm-hmm. um, created and starring Rami Youssef. I mean, I watched season one, and um, I do remember, you know, there, with all of the critical acclaim of Rami, there were some critiques that were like, you know what, it, it would be nice if we saw some representation of, of Black you know, Muslims and particularly black Muslim women. We know that um, Dina's character on the show does have black uh, women, Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they wanted to see some more. And then it just seemed like the promise was fulfilled um, with your character. And then, of course, with the great Maharshala mm-hmm. Ali. Um, so can you tell people like the character that you play and just kind of like, yeah, your story arc with, with, with that? Yeah, um, so I play uh, Zainab. Um, I am the daughter of um, the Sheikh, which is played by the amazing Mahershala Ali. I remember um, when I got the audition notice and they were like, um, if you got the part, you know, Mahershala Ali would be playing your dad. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no pressure. Um, but yeah, so I um, I work alongside with my dad at the Sufi Center. Um, I am devoted to helping people in my community. Um, I am confident and comfortable in who I am as a dark-skinned Black woman, as a hijabi. Um, and um, uh, yeah, that's that's the. I I, I don't want to give out too much if sure if we're not saying if we're not going to get all the way there. But yes, start, this is the. Oh, you know what? We can talk about spoilers. I'm going to okay, put. We okay. can. So spoiler this alert. is just okay. a spoiler alert. If you have not seen <laughs> season two of Rami, put this on pause and then come <laughs> back and listen to this because we got to get into some of these storylines. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, well, like I said, I was just so happy to see you. I was just like, you know, because funny enough that you were talking about Homeland and it was just like, you know, while I like the show, I was just like, oh, God, again, these kind of depictions Mm -hmm. of, you know, Muslims in Hollywood. And we're, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we're kind of starting to see like a reclamation of, you know, the the representation of black Muslims. Um, There was a uh, Nigel Mumin did a movie called Jin. Yes, um, on my list. Yeah, yes, and it was so lovely because it was this depiction of this black Muslim mother and her daughter. You know, just trying to find her identity, and it was just such a a, a positive representation of mm-hmm. black of black Muslims. And then just seeing Zanab just looking so beautiful and cultured, and I mean, number one, like your makeup was on point, girl. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I felt that, very fortunate. Um, the uh-huh. whole Rami team was amazing. And it just happened to be a win-win situation for me that uh, the head of the hair department is an amazing Black woman, Lawanda Pierre. And uh, my makeup artist is also um, an amazing uh, Black woman called uh, Ellen Boykin. So they, Botkins. So they hooked it up. They They hooked it up for me. Like I... I felt really lucky. I mean, anything that she would like, I, I, I don't wear makeup on an everyday basis. So like I'm learning as she's putting it on me and everything she would put on me, like, Oh my gosh, this is so pretty. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, yes. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I felt it, it, 
it felt great to be to have black women on the show like as crew um mm-hmm. i think that also just made me feel like it 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 just solidified everything but yeah they they hooked zainab up with the makeup i i was very happy to be playing zainab all decked out in in great makeup Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you have the majority of your scenes are with Maharshala and, of course, Rami. What was it like working with each of them? Oh, they were both amazing. Um, I was um, working on another show and um, someone had randomly just mentioned that they had worked with Mahershala on True Detective. And I just remember hearing them saying, you know, Mahershala is going to be working forever because he is the nicest person in the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that speaks volumes. And it's very true. Like, I mean, he wasn't even talking to me. He was just saying it to someone else. But I'm like, his reputation, you know, follows him. Right. And so, yeah, it was it was really lovely working with him. Of course, I was nervous and I felt intimidated. I felt intimidated going into the show because I was like, you know, I'm I'm coming into uh, a show that's already established. Like everyone knows you know, everyone and they're already a family. And, you know, I kind of feel like the new girl coming into school, which is like the story of my life. I, I'm always the new girl, like when I was traveling and going to school. So I was like, oh, this is feeling again. But everyone was so welcoming. <laughs> um, Mahershala, like um, in between takes when we were um, just offset, you know, like I would help run lines with him if he wanted. And we we talked about, you know, like, our experience of like being in New York. And, you know, I asked about his daughter and his wife. I was, I was lucky to meet his wife on a set one day and he's just Mm -hmm. such a lovely person. And I just learned so much just watching him. It's truly a masterclass watching everyone. And Rami is just so cool. Um, My audition was a self tape. And then um, I had a, um, Skype interview or, or chemistry read with him on Skype. And mm. so it wasn't until after I booked it that I met him in person. And I met him two days or a day before filming. And it, we just chatted and it was just like talking to a, a friend, you know, like we have some things in common and uh, it, it, he was just awesome. And, and working with him as a director, like if I have any questions, I can just ask him or, you know, um, he's really, um, open to, um, improving around the script. Like mm-hmm. he gives you that permission, which I've never, uh, been in that position before. And so for me, it was like just a, a fun way to, um, be in the scene and explore my character. And he's, he's just such a cool dude. Um, once in a while, he'll send me um, a screen grab of something that someone said about how much, like, you know, I deserve better. Or he, you know, I was like, yo, you need to run for the hills this summer. Or, you know, even, <laughs> uh, he also, you know, he'll hit me up just to say hi, invited me and some other um, act of the uh, cast who were in New York to his um, show right before, um, the lockdown, that was the last time I, I left the house actually to go see, um, his show. Um, oh, wow. Brooklyn. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I feel really grateful to continue to have a relationship, uh, with them outside of filming. Mm-hmm. You know, Leith is like my homeboy, like he's such a sweetheart and 
we'll chat every once in a while and or FaceTime on on the phone. So it's it's uh, I feel very lucky to have worked with such amazing people. I think I saw because uh, Leith plays Uncle Nassim. Yes, he does. Oh, he's a character. My friend said. <laughs> my friend said he's he calls him like the Middle Eastern um, Archie Bunker because he's so that's <laughs> accurate. That is- <laughs> he's so politically incorrect and so <laughs> offensive. I'm like, oh my god, and he is so it. the opposite in real life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the video where he sang a happy birthday video yes, for you. Yes, he so did in Arabic. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so we need to talk about the relationship with Zanab and Rami, right? Mm-hmm. Because when they're first introduced, because um, I, I like to say that as far as like Zanab's story arc, the lesson in that is listen to Black women, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning of, you know, when she first meets um, Rami, I think that's in episode two, right? Yes, or yes. what? Um, and so she's very skeptical. I mean, it, you know, it seems that, you know, Sheik Ali, Maharshala's character is more welcoming and she's kind of got her eyebrow up like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? And then when you see the end by the season finale, you're like, oh my gosh, she was so right. <laughs> she was so right to yeah. be <laughs> yeah. skeptical. And uh, one of the episodes that really stood out to me, because I wanted to talk about to you about the episode is episode four. The uh, I think it was Mia Khalifa, the Mia mm-hmm, Khalifa mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. And this is when Zanabe and and uh, Rami go to a potential donor yeah. um, because they need money to keep uh, the center going. And, you know, throughout the whole thing, it was it was just I think it was so accurate. Like the writing of that is that clearly Zanabe is very intelligent. She understands what's going on, but she's like continually silenced. And at some point, at some points of the episode, you don't even see her. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I think there was an ending towards the ending where you and Rami in the car, mm-hmm. you do get the money. And then Zaneb says something to the effect of, you know, well, dogs get more respect than black women. And that yeah, just. I, yeah, it was. Um, I, I, yeah. Like, I, I think he, re- I know he, he respects dogs better than black women. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, yeah. Um, I, I you know, I've been doing research and, and I know that, um, y- you know, like, or just as, as a black woman, period, uh, being a, a minority in most of my settings, like there are times where I've, I've, I can just see people are trying to silence me, even though if whatever I'm saying, I know I'm right. Like Zainab was absolutely right in the whole situation. Whatever she was saying at the beginning, Rami just repeated it at the end. You know, yes. so for for Zainab, it's like, look, I know we got the money because that's what we were here to do because he was a donor and he's backing out like I, this is the mission. Let's do this. But at the end of the day, I know that I was right. And she says that in the car, too. So mm-hmm. it's also about having um, that confidence in, look, uh, I, I need to fight my battles uh, in a certain way. I need to uphold what the center um, means I, I need to, um, maintain my cool and, and have dignity and respect and asking this person for money. Um, I will, um, I I know where he is wrong, where he's right. And it's been pointed out to him as well. So Mm -hmm. that's between him and, and, and God at that point, you know, but one thing that I, I do admire about Zainab, even though, um, we haven't seen much of her is that like, she, she doesn't allow herself to be walked over, you know, it's like at the end of the season, 
you know, I mean, uh, f- at the best way that I can handle what ha- has been, you know, thrown at me is at this moment, I can't deal with this right now. I'm going to walk away. You know, I'm going to step out and um, here's the ring. You think about what you just said. I'm going to go versus, you know, easily going to probably like being an angry black woman or, or whatnot. You know, like mm-hmm. I took the power into my hands in regards to how I'm going to deal with this at this moment versus mm-hmm. breaking down in, in front of him. Um, but yeah, she, she stands up for herself, you know, um, is outspoken and, and, you know, like we'll go tete a tete with, uh, uncle Nassim. I think it was, um, <laughs> in, um, episode seven at the family's house, which was such a fun day of, of filming. Cause yes, it's just being with the whole, um, family, you know, meeting the whole family and, and, and being able to work with everyone. It was so much fun, but you know, she's like, listen, and we're also not the ones bombing everything, you know, like, I'm going to say that too, you know, here just, you know, um, just to debunk everything that you have been thinking about us, about black people, black women, black Muslims, like she, she will speak her mind. Right. I I really love that, that scene in that episode, because it was, there was just a subtleness to it because I think there was really when you watch the dynamic between Rami's family and you mm-hmm. and um and and Mahershala, it was it was unsaid because I that's the kind of that's the kind of writing that I love is just mm-hmm. kind of reading between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's just this this idea or the conflict of black Muslims versus non-black Muslims, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like when Rami first, you know, tells his parents that, you know, he's thinking that he wants to marry you or be engaged to you. And then the mother sees he shows the microaggression yeah yeah and then she was like oh she looks like Beyonce and we're like what I mean of course you're beautiful that's not the point but it's like (laughs) she looks nothing like Beyonce like are you saying all black women look alike exactly you know so I could tell like just the look on the parents faces like they were kind of shocked that it was this darker skinned black woman mm-hmm. um, that Rami had, you know, romantic feelings for. And then the actual sit down when Nassim is just throwing out all these microaggressions, like when he asks Sheikah Lee, like, oh, uh, which prison did you convert exactly, <laughs> to yeah. in yeah. Islam? I'm like, exactly. oh, my God. Um, And then also the point of, you know, I love how, you know, Shigali dropped, you know, shoots back. He was like, well, you know, let's talk about, you know, the Arabs that open Mm -hmm. up all these liquor stores in in the neighborhoods, yeah, in the neighborhood, you know, and how that makes it that much harder, you know. And so um, but so let's get to the season finale. Mm -hmm. My friend, when I told my friend that was good, he was like, you need to ask her this. What did she see in Rami? <laughs> what makes up? Why does Zanae think that she could be married to, to Rami or pursue a romantic relationship? I have some thoughts, but that well, I wanted you to answer. I, I, for me, like, so there, we've had lots of um, different drafts, and, you know, there were some um, scenes that we weren't, be, we had not, we were not able to shoot because of um, uh, Corona. But um, the little, inf- I, I I always like to um, gather as much information I can from older drafts and whatnot in regards to what is being said about my character or what I say myself. And, you know, for me, as Zainab, Rami is someone who challenges me versus someone, you know, like just um, wanting to, you know, uh, at least it, in a in a in a non-covert way wanting to get to know me because of 
because I'm the Shay's daughter, you know, like wanting to know me for me, at least that's what Zainab felt, you know, like where he challenges me because I've, I said some stuff and he called me out on it before we went to, um, the, um, uh, Ben Halid's house. And, um, you know, he, he's just someone different than anyone I've, I've met. And so as, you know, Mahershala's character said at, at the, in episode two, you know, I see potential, you know, mm-hmm. someone different, something exciting versus this stagnant, um, everyday life for me of, you know, Sufi center home or whatever my, my normal is like someone has come and, and disrupted it and is challenging me and, um, it's exciting and I want to explore it. And, um, you know, Rami is, a, he's a sweet guy, you know, he's funny and he has a dog and he, <laughs> you know, like there's nothing I, he has, I don't feel insulted by him. He doesn't make me uncomfortable. So why not? And so as time progresses, yeah, I'm, I'm developing feelings for him and I believe they're reciprocated. So I'm going to, um, take a chance on this one. Right. Well, I mean, now that you, that everything unfolded, mm-hmm. do you think that Rami ever or truly loves an ape? I um I think there was there was something there. I I think I'm I'm curious to figure out or to find out from Rami what exactly that was because at the same time it's like, well, I was right about um Dennis but I was clearly wrong about this. I was, you know, like I, I'm, I feel like as Zainab, I'm like kicking myself saying, Oh, I should have asked for the details, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I, I, th- I think there was something there, which is why I feel like it was hard for him to say something to me, but again, um, how it unfolded, um, is not how I, I, as Zainab wanted it to go, but right. I, I would, I, if I didn't feel like it wasn't reciprocated, I don't think I would have moved forward with the wedding anyway. You know, like I wouldn't want to, someone to waste my time if I didn't feel like they weren't interested in me. So I have to believe that, yes, there was something there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's complicated because um, in the scene where, you know, you leave in the morning, you leave your ring mm-hmm. on the nightstand and then mm-hmm. your father's there. Mm-hmm. I love that scene because you woke up and Mahershala was like, I was like, oh my God, that's Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth's about to come out. And you could tell he was just furious. Um, and, you know, one, two, number one, it was just really beautiful to see this Black father who was just so advocating for his daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, some people could say it's patriarchal, but I was like, no, I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of respect for Zainab. Yes. Yeah, it's a father's love. And he was like, you know, I trusted you and you created all of this chaos and you hurt my daughter. Um, and <laughs> when he told him that he's dangerous, it's a, I think that's the thing about Rami is that he he's so self-destructive. Yeah. It's, it's really terrifying to yeah. watch like just yeah. the way like he just, had all of these good things. He had a good relationship with the Sheikh. He had this beautiful relationship and he just blew it all up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For his cousin. I mean, that storyline alone was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> um, so what do you, do you think that Zainab will ever, will we see you and, and Sheikh Ali in season three or has there been any conversations? I, I don't have an answer for that now, but okay. what I, I can say in regards to season three is that it's definitely 
being positioned where mm-hmm. Rami will have no choice but to face everything, you know, Good. like, um, <laughs> I, I imagine, you know, the, the, his cousin, his whole family's about to hear about that, you know, like mm-hmm. the, um, the consequences to his actions are, are about to be, you know, dealt with. He has mm-hmm. to face them. So that, that's what I can say about season three for now. Yeah. 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 The only thing is I made a little prayer. I was like, please don't let Zena be pregnant. Cause that would just be the worst thing ever. Not with this man, please, please, please don't do that. <laughs> that would break my heart. Cause he's totally not qualified to be a father. right now. Um, although I think that it would make a wonderful mother. I think she could, she could definitely handle on her own. So I want to talk to you a little bit about like your journey in becoming, mm-hmm. in becoming an actress. I know you were born in, in Pakistan and mm-hmm. your family's from God. So you sort of had like this global upbringing. So, mm-hmm. so can you talk to us a little bit about your childhood and where you're, where you were from? Yeah. Um, so I am from Ghana. Um, but I was born in Pakistan and, uh, I grew up in, uh, Sudan, Switzerland, Ethiopia, and Kenya. I finished high school in Kenya and then came to the States for college. And I have been here, um, pursuing, um, my career ever since. Um, uh, what else can I say? Um, I call Ghana my home because um, for anywhere that I've traveled and lived in, I always come back to Ghana for summer vacations. So um, even though I didn't grow up there, it is a place that I am familiar with. Um, I mean, I, ha- my f- I have family there. I'm happy to um, know my language and speak it fluently at home, even if they, uh, you know, mock me for my accent. I'm like, listen, you understand what I'm saying, okay? Just, just you know. Um, and um, in regards to being an actor, you know, it's something that, you know, I've, I've always admired. Uh, as a kid, my dad would bring home um, a rental uh, on Fridays and we'd watch it over the weekend. And he usually brought um, classic movies like Annie or Hello, Dolly. And I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself a musical theater, you know, I mean, I, I can carry a note, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a singer. So like it's it, musical theater was not what drew me, but I'm like, Oh, you know, just the possibilities. And it, it didn't really, um, I, I just thought anything can, I can, I could do anything, you know, I, if I want it and if, if this is what is in my heart, I can pursue it. Um, you know, as I got older, it's like, okay, um, I don't see many people like me on TV. Um, or I don't see many people like me with the kind of storyline that I would like to see. Like, why is, are they usually two dimensional or one dimensional? But um, it was still something that I'm like, you know, I, I want to pursue this. I, I would like to put my time and my energy um, into this because I, I, I feel like this is what I want to do with my life. So uh, it's been challenging, ups and downs, you know, audition for theater school, didn't get in the first time, uh, finally got to theater school, kicked my butt. Um, <laughs> Um, moving to New York and, um, uh, seeing, um, the competition with black actresses, you know, how they deal or, or, you know, having this, um, 
um, notion that, you know, there's only one role, there's only, you know, only space for one black actor and, and Mm -hmm. choosing not to believe that. And, you know, seeing people, um, getting cast and, and, you know, for me, at least with growing up as a minority, it's, you know, until someone told me, well, you can't play with us because there's no such thing as black fairies. You know, I, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't realize, oh, what I'm black. So I can't be a a fairy in in the forest with wings and fly around, you know, and prancing about with like glitter, like really. Right. So (laughs) that was pointed out to me. I, you know, I'm, I, I've never thought, oh, is it because I'm black or, mm. oh, is it because I'm, I'm dark skinned, mm-hmm. you know, or is it because I have a different type of natural hair? You know, is it right. because my, my natural hair is 4C, not like curly 4A, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's right now, this is, I mean, for such a time as this, as, as painful and as frustrating as it is. Um, there is a movement happening and I'm grateful to be in the middle of it. You know, it's wonderful to see, um, all the actions that are being made, um, and not uh, across all industries in regards to diversity. Uh, I pray they, um, keep their word. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's something to keep keep an eye out and and look at and and observe and and speak out about and represent and and you know, as as I was told in in school, you know, you the best way to see what you want to see is to create it. So yes, um, it's it's wonderful to see you know like just being on Rami and and seeing how he created this. Like this is a singular story, and you know he he is talking about his experience like and and I I feel like I I I know and and I've heard him say in interviews and you know he's mentioned it to us as well where you know people at least in season one were looking at the show to be like oh it's a Muslim show it's going to answer everything no it isn't you know (laughs) yeah it's messy it's complex it's it's an insight of of one one person's journey but it's so universal and Mm -hmm. um you know, I, I waited until the show came out to read anything, any, any tweets, any reviews, anyone in my DM or anything. And it's been nice to have people like saying, oh, you know, I really resonated with Zainab and, you know, I low-key thought you were Muslim too. And, you know, right. <laughs> on that sometimes Rami would like turn to me and be like, are you sure you're not a Muslim? <laughs> you know, well, I, actually, I actually thought that too. <laughs> in my audition, um, I, you know, living in Sudan and, and Pakistan, like I know some few Arabic words and I decided to like just mm-hmm. improv some of it. So like there, you know, and I, so, you know, like whatever I, I remember from being in Pakistan um, with, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, it was like, let me play, let me play along with it. But yeah, I was like, you know, you've made me an honorary Muslim. So for you, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's nice to know that, um, someone's someone who created a story, a narrative that we hardly see about, um, the immigrant life of being a minority is resonating with so many people. You know, um, Rami could have been a story about, um, you know, a Christian guy or a Buddhist trying to be the best, you know, like it's universal with seeking out to be the best version you can 
mm-hmm. but being self-destructive because of certain hangups or certain things you haven't dealt with or just your own internal battles. And so to see someone create that and, and where it's gotten and, and it's inspiring other people to create their own stories and, and whatnot, um, it's, it's the direction to go. It's, you know, we can't wait around for someone to write our stories. Like I, I can't tell you how many scripts I've, I've read where they'll just throw in some African name, but they're from somewhere else. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> what are you saying? And like, no, this is so not accurate. How did this fly? This mm-hmm. is insulting. I'm I'm not reading for this. Like I'm not putting my name on this. Yeah. I don't. Wanna, I'm not. I'm choosing not to audition for this. Like get your facts straight. Or yeah. Or you know. Or someone who's like I. They clearly have done some research and they want to go a certain direction. And um, I can see what their intentions are. Could mm-hmm. I give input? Are you mm. willing to hear what I have to say? Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's the reflection of like the lack of diversity in the writer's room. Because um, with Rami, we know that there are definitely women and people of color mm-hmm. and people of the Muslim faith. So it gives it a, a, a specific specificity yeah. um, and also universal themes. And, you know, the other thing, like what you were saying earlier, is that, you know, with Rami wanting people wanting Rami to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, I always notice that when it comes to creators of color, it, it there's like this burden of representation exactly. where, where exactly. it's like yeah because like I remember like just you know a few years ago when they announced that Ryan Coogler was gonna do Black Panther and it was just like I was like I'm so glad this man is not on social media because people were like putting a million and one requests of what Black Panther needed to be wow. and I'm just like that is just way too much yeah. especially because you know it's the first black superhero from the MCU so there's already <laughs> that and then he's the first black director and then it was just sort of like you know, and I'm thinking like, well, the white directors like, you know, the Russo brothers, they don't have that. You know, they're they're only their only obligation is to make a good movie and for it to make money. Whereas if you're when you're a director or a creative of color, it's not only those um, burdens that you have to worry about. Then you have to worry about making everybody happy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Unless if you decide, listen, I'm writing my own story. You can like it or you cannot. People mm-hmm. will um, will uh, gravitate towards it, and those are the people who I made it for. When you're ready to um, be inspired or, or learn something from what I have to share, you can share that. And if you don't like it, then you know you can keep it moving. So yeah. I, I appreciate and, and applaud those who are just firm in what they believe in and don't succumb to that. I'm sure, you know, producers and whatnot have a little say in this and marketing and all of that. But at the end of the day, you created it and you should have the right, just like anyone has the right to put out what it is that is in their heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so if you had like your dream, like directors, like directors that you would like to work with or certain actors and actresses, (laughs) like what are some names that pop into your head? Oh, there's so many, so many. I always feel like every time someone asks me a question like, oh, what's your favorite song? I Now I can't think of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but um, oh, there's just so many. I don't want to single anyone out and be like, oh, well, I forgot this person. But um, Ryan Coogler, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, 
Angela Bassett, I I really loved her um, directing um, the Whitney Houston movie. I think it was the first time I ever saw her name as as directing. But yeah, to, to be directed in anything she does would be amazing. She did a really um, good job. I was yeah. really happy to see that. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. And so, like, to be directed by uh, an actor, um, I think would you know, like, someone who is has done both. Uh, I that would be a dream. Um, I there isn't anyone at this point who I don't want to work with. You know, okay. I, I still have a very this. I'm still very new to this um, industry. And I, I just welcome, I, I'm, I'm always grateful to be on a set, um, knock on wood. Like right now I've, I feel very uh, privileged or, or lucky to have been in on sets and, and with experiences where, you know, I felt comfortable, people were respectful. It felt like a family, um, you know, so for more reasons than one, of course, I would love to go be back on season three like everyone was awesome from transpo the pa the producers everyone so um i just would love to continue to work with people who are um daring enough to um put stories that are brave that make people uncomfortable that are thought-provoking and who are respectful of all sorts of people on a set. So um, it's a very generic uh, answer, but I'm I'm at a loss of of people I want to work with because right now I, there are more people I, I want to work with than people I don't. And people I don't want to work with are people who you know are have reputations of you know like sexual harassment and all of that. Like because mm-hmm. that's something, something else you have to th- you exactly. have to look out for. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, um, and know, and I'd love to work with up and coming directors, you know, people who are just coming out of schools, mm-hmm. you know, who are so hungry, um, and, ha- and have like great theses and all of that. And people who have been inspired by what they've seen, like, I mean, I'm, I'm like them, like I grew up overseas watching American TV and, and seeing, you know, looking at it and being like, well, I, why can't I venture into doing that? Like, wh- why can't I? I know I don't see anyone who looks like me, um, but why can't I? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really generic. I'm sorry, but. No, please, no <laughs> apologies. No, but that's good. That's, that's a good thing. You're, you care about the work and you care about the craft, which is always yeah. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Mama Yaf, for coming on and oh, speaking to me. it's my pleasure. Me. It's so thank nice to you. talk to you. <laughs> Please take care of yourself. Me and too. And we're I'm speaking out, so I don't know sure. where and are you. Where are you in the city? Um, um, I'm actually in Queens. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, still overcast, but I'm gonna venture out and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Spectrum Lounge. See you on the other side.